we go. What's going on, New England and beyond? What's up, Travis? What's up, Tommy Shayhood? The Room Podcast, live Wednesday night. Travis Lazar joins us tonight to talk a little bit about CES, a little bit what he's been doing behind the scenes, and a little bit about Friday night when we actually go to CES and cover it and the excitement level of uh, going to Springfield uh, for the enormous crowd that's going to be participating in this great CS70 event. So, uh, Tommy Shayhood, Travis Lazat, you guys are meeting for the first time, kind of face-to-face. Kind of face-to-face. I think it's kind of face-to-face, yeah. but, uh, you know, say hello to each other and, you know, what's going on? like-minded individuals around here <laughs> yeah absolutely nothing but like-minded uh positive people that's what that's right. what i like to see that's new england mma i love what you guys are doing and i'm glad you guys let me uh come and hang yeah man it's i mean the the more the merrier as far as i'm concerned uh as far as like-minded individuals go if, if somebody's down with our game and uh wants to help us create a, a little bit more buzz all about it oh, so yeah. it's good to have you tommy so, Travis, uh, before we get started, uh, let's talk a little bit about what the, you got new going on here. You just uh, did an interview at Nostos with uh, the new Cage Titans amateur 185-pound champion. Uh, let's talk about this new uh, adventure of yours and uh, how excited you are to actually start interviewing fighters and uh, getting to visit gyms that uh, you've known for years. Yeah, man, it's great. It's always one of the things that I've wanted to do, and I'm not very tech savvy, um, and I think you probably know that as well as anyone. <laughs> um, I, I show up with my uh, a Rubbermaid uh, cord and uh, plug in and just do what I do, but um, so I'm not really like a video editor or anything, so that was kind of holding me back, and then um, we met up with our guy, the Combat Cowboy, Jeff Clark, and um, he, he's got a lot of experience doing uh, similar type activities. Um, so, you know, we got together, we just started, he started writing for the site. We started getting together every Monday and Tuesday and just brainstorming ideas on different things that we could do. And uh, after probably two or three weeks of just brainstorming different ideas, we were like, well, it would, you know, Cage Titans happened. Burke had that crazy knockout of Jadoffer. And I was just like, let's, you know, let's just stop brainstorming these ideas and put them into motion. So uh, Sunday, we went over to Nostos to interview David Burke. Um, it's always a cool feeling walking in there. And if you if you watch the interview, I, I spoke about it. I was there when Devin bought the gym. I was there the, the day he started ripping out old mats and putting in new mats, uh, helping him get it ready. Uh, and it was just a shell of what it is right now. So it's, it's cool to see where it's where it's come. Um, there's been a bunch of different waves of fighters go through there and, uh, something I didn't really mention on the interview, but it was mentioned after the fact, which I thought was really cool. I, I asked Burke what the turnaround was for Nostos because they've always had, you know, a couple amateur guys in contention here and there, but then I really feel like they got a huge, uh, roster right now, guys that are competing for regional titles. Um, and David Burke literally just chalked it up to the fact that Devin's now retired from competition and, is taking this co- head coaching thing head on with all of his guys. I mean, he always has, but he's always had to, you know, train for his fights of his own and stuff, and that that takes time. But now Devin is extremely focused on these kids, and it's showing. He's got kids living upstairs in the apartment above his gym so that they come down and train every day. Um, but 
Yeah, it, it's just crazy to me. Uh, Burke's one of those guys. Uh, also mentioned in the interview, he was he walked into Devin's gym on a whim in January for the first time, and now he's three and zero with three knockouts and a cage titans belt. And it's just hard to put into words for me to tell this kid like you've accomplished some shit in the last <laughs> eight months. Yeah, um, the, this is this is something that some people hope to uh, take years to to achieve. Um, some people never challenge for a belt. Some people n- never knock anyone out when they, when they, it's just, it's so cool to see the, the evolution of the gym and the fighters that are training there. Um, yeah, I, I mean, long story short, Burke was going to be moving back out West and then he, he found himself at Nostos and really, uh, liked what they were doing there. And, uh, it, his, he's got a wrestling background, which is, is funny to me because he's knocked out all three of his opponents in the first round. So that was kind of cool to discuss. Now, it was just so – this is one of those things where, yeah, like I've talked about doing these podcasts and things for a while, and now that I have Jeff who lives less than a mile away from me with a little bit more te- uh, technical knowledge of how to put this shit together, uh, he, got, he downloaded some apps on his phone, so that one was all done basically by phone. Um, but I, I know that's how the greatest podcast in New England uh, started out. So you got to start somewhere. And uh, I guess he's talking about me. I love this guy. And I still do it all on my phone. Well, I do a lot of it on my phone. Um, These phones are so technical yeah. these days. That's all you can you put logos. You can put um, video on top of video. It's And I do that. Sometimes That's how I make all my Instagram videos. I'll take yeah. the original clip from here. I'll put it on my phone. And then that's when I can play with it a little bit, add a little more video to it, make that minute clip or a minute and a half clip look really interesting. You know, you can't always do it live and stuff like that. But when I record an interview, if I have the footage, I'll throw it in there. You know, I, I've been trying to stay away from the copyright kind of uh, stuff going on. But, um, you know, if I have the footage, I'll throw it in there. And that's something cool you guys did. We had uh, original footage from the Cage Titans fight that Lars recorded, and you got to put that in the beginning of the video, which helps immensely talking about the actual fight when you when you're talking to the kid. Yeah, absolutely. I thought I, that was one of those things that we debated back and forth for a minute whether we were going to put it in the video when we started to talk about the fight. But I'm like, you know, this is our video. This is New England MMA content. I'm not taking the Cage Titans video. I'm taking something that Lars produced the night of in the in the fucking moment. This is this is what we're doing, and I'm gonna lead the show off with that. Uh, we basically sat down on uh, Jeff's couch after we got home Sunday. I looked up a quick way to make myself a quick logo. Um, started messing around with that while Jeff was working on editing the video. I it just all kind of came together all at once. Um, but we, we want it to be part of something bigger. Jeff is uh, has coined the Combat Cowboy name, um, which is is not just a play on um, or or just a, a way to make a moniker, if you will. But he's deep into like he likes uh, rodeo. He he does some lasso and stuff. He wants to do lasso and competitions with some of these fighters. He's got all these ideas, and they're really cool ideas for like out of the box content that you don't see every day. So. The idea is for me to do one or two of these interviews, him to do one or two of his own interviews, and then get together on like a Tuesday and do a little bit of commentary about each of the video and put it together in like a half hour show that we can do bi-weekly or or monthly. You know, that's kind of the idea behind it. And just to get uh, a different idea, different aspects, things you don't necessarily see every day. 
Um, I want to stick more to the interview part, but we've also talked about doing like a fight bites type of, um, of, of piece, like where I cook food because I, I'm a pretty good cook and, you know, we can talk about fights and, or there's also ideas. There's a lot of food trucks going on around here. Bring, bring a fighter to a food truck and have him just break down what he's eating. Like it, think outside the box, do these things that, uh, maybe get a little bit more of a network going. Um, I mean, when you can, we also both, uh, are near and dear to the cannabis industry. We've, uh, talked to a lot of local cannabis companies about possibly doing some reviews on their products and things like that. We want to have a couple different segments on the show. So you just, you know, you don't know what you're getting every week, but there's going to be some laughs. There'll probably be some tears. There'll probably be somebody getting themselves hurt. Some MMA shit, but uh, we're just going to try to have fun with it for a little while um, and, and see where it goes. It's all great content for the website. That's one thing I've been the most proud about about our website since we started. We have not copied and pasted a fucking word, and we have 900 original posts on our website since we started. Like we're machines. We're, mach- we're machines, yeah. Travis. Yeah. We're machines. Uh, one thing I'd like to mention to you and Jeff, I'm sure he'll be watching this. Is if you need any, uh, you know, any information, if, hey, Steve, how the fuck you make this do or something like that, I'm always here, brother. Uh, yeah. Always, always here to, you know, pick my brain. And I'm like, because you know me, I'm like, I want to let, like, I want to tell people what, how I do what I do, you know what I mean? And stuff. So, yeah. Jeff's uh, been really good at, like, if he doesn't know what he's doing, he'll Google it, he'll watch, like, mm-hmm. a YouTube uh, tutorial to how to figure it out. And we're just like walking ourselves through it. Uh, he got the he got the uh, video editor on his phone. I didn't have it on my phone. I, I set up a gimbal that we bought one time when Lars forgot his on the road. I set that up to his phone so that we could use that to do the interview and everything. It's just piecing it all together. And um, but like it makes no sense in holding things back. We were gonna what hold is it? back the, the cat the launch of the That's website awesome. in April, and it it, it just when you have so much content, so much passion and so much shit you want to get done, it makes no sense to hold that content when you can just go out there and produce it and learn from what you're doing. Excellent, my man. And uh, one last thing I like to say before we move on is that you are in a key spot for a lot of great promotions, a lot of great gyms. Uh, you know, you're not deep in Maine, but you're in Maine to cover them and you're close enough, you know, to kind of going toward Vermont and New Hampshire that you can get some of those fighters um, you know, cover them also. So you're, you're hitting another spot that, you know, I can't get to and uh, you can get to the gyms, which is like that content is incredible because, uh, I mean, having someone live with you is, is, is so much better than actually having them on video. Not that having you in the room right now, Travis, isn't fucking incredible, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see your awesome cat. Yeah, your cat, uh, yeah, the, the, the kitty behind you is, uh, is doing it. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Up, he's up on a stack of my sports cards <laughs> on the table behind me. I, I'm a big sports card collector, and uh, when I moved into my parents' house following my most recent divorce... Um, <laughs> My I, most uh, recent one, like, wait, how, wait, how many do you have? <laughs> this is my second. I laugh at it all the time. I'll be 37 in November. I never imagined being divorced twice before the age of 37, but here we go. Here we go. There's a lot of shit that, that creeps up on you in life that you're just not prepared for, and you just fucking kick it in the nuts at. 
just to let you know, Travis is divorced, and that means he is available. I would imagine. I hope yeah, so. I hope I, we're not. I hope we're not going for number three right away. I, I, <laughs> no, that's, that's going to take a lot of walls coming down to, uh, to make that happen again. But I won't rule anything out. I said I wouldn't get married a second time, and it happened. But you know, life's life's a crazy fucking hey. story, and you know, hopefully, just, hey. uh, it's it's super cliche, but people say all the time. You know, when on your tombstone at the end of your life, it shows the year you were born and the year you died. And the dash in the middle is what really makes uh, makes uh, your story. So I'm just living it day by day, living in the moment. Let's go, man. Uh, well, bro, uh, we got something big happening on Friday night. We have CES 70. Um, we're going to be there. Uh, we're going to be covering it. We're going to be running around. You're going to be, I would imagine, you'll be doing play-by-play -play as always. Lars will be... Uh, doing uh, some video in here and there, and I'll be chasing anyone down who wants to get a word with me after their fight or before their fight. But, bro, let's talk a little bit about the card. We're not going to break it down, uh, we, but we're going to talk about some key matchups and our thoughts on them. And, uh, you know, we got two title fights happening and a whole bunch of other, uh, other fights that uh, are really exciting and have lots of potential ahead, of, you know, after the outcome. So, Charles, let's... let's Jump right ahead with uh, the main event, the 145-pound featherweight world title for CES, man. Out of the blue, Dan Dubuque comes in to challenge Nate Garib for that, uh, you know, that title, man, uh, a vacant title. What are you thinking about this matchup, and were you just as surprised as I was when it was announced? Yeah, man. I mean, I mean, there, there was no surprise that Nate was challenging for a title. That's not a surprise whatsoever. He's earned that uh, spot since he's uh, since he's joined the CES roster. He's done nothing but impress. So he, the, there's no what the hell's going on when when that comes up. But Dan Dubuque. Oh, where'd he go? His cat. I know. Well, we'll we'll stop at Dan, uh, but Dan Dubuque. So I'm gonna call him back. Yeah, because he I lost he lost uh, signal. So, All right. Hopefully it calls him back. Yeah. Well, where is it? There it is. No, no, he's just. All right, let me go. Where is he? Where is he? I'll find him. It's under uh, Travis and Mars. Try. Let's go, Travis. Connections are main as is what they used to be. Oh! Sorry, guys. Uh, oddly enough, <laughs> power went out at my house. Oh, wow. Did uh, it? <laughs> did it just go yeah. out? It just randomly power went out. Well, I mean, it works, man. I mean, now you're on your phone. Uh, you know, it's just, yeah. it's just, uh, you know, we don't see the cat anymore, which it sucks. But no, we're good with that. You want to lean your phone, <laughs> Travis? Lean your phone against the the laptop or something, so you don't have to hold it. We're good. Yeah, I got you. At least the power came back. No, he's on his phone. Oh yeah. Oh no, he's yeah. got a. He's, does it, the power the power is back, but I'm not gonna trust uh, the the internet reconnecting. However long that's gonna take. So we'll just do it from my phone. All right, man. Looks good. I mean, yeah, it came right back. Yeah, let me just uh, make you a little larger here because uh, 
That's what we do here. All right, so Travis, you were saying, you know, no no uh, surprise that Nate was uh, getting a title fight. Uh, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be 155 or 145 because he was calling for either one. But you mentioned Dan Dubuque. Let's give you thoughts about Dan Dubuque coming in out of left field after over three years uh, not fighting for CES, uh, more than two and a half years not fighting at all in MMA. Talk about it. Yeah, no, it's just crazy. I, I I fully expected them to find somebody outside the region to uh, to challenge Gareep here, um, and just to, it's I, I didn't even see Dubuque on the radar whatsoever, uh, and I I don't know how you could where he hasn't fought in two and a half years. Um, I, I mean, it's a cool matchup if you think about it. It could be somewhat of a changing of the guard as far as the 145 pound division is concerned because Dan's been there before. Um, great fight at CES with his uh, Boynton back and forth battle. Uh, he he's been in in some big spots, and it's gonna be a ch it's gonna be a challenge uh, for Nate. Nate uh, hasn't fought anyone with quite the resume that Dubuque has, uh, so it's it's a tough matchup in my eyes for for both parties. Uh, Dan coming back off a two and a half year layoff to fight the the pretty much one of the toughest one forty fivers unsigned. Uh, in in the area and you know it's just it's, it's it's a tough one it's nate, nate's gonna get uh he, he's gonna get a challenge here um but that's good um because that doesn't always happen um on, on these regional promotions especially within the region um with two guys showing down for a title but it, it it's how it should be in my eyes but we're so used to these outer towners coming in and getting these title shots but if you really want to be the the king of New England MMA, you should fight another New England guy to prove yourself. In my eyes, so it's it's really a matchup that's intriguing to me in that sense that we don't see a whole lot of these, you know, hometown guy against hometown guy for titles. Just doesn't happen that often. Well, well, like. well, definitely that's happening because it is in Springfield. Uh, it's not too far away from like some of their fan base or a lot of their fan base. Um, they can sell hot spring. No, Springfield, Mass. Aren't their fan base out of New York, though? No, no, they're all well. No, they're Connecticut, but they've yeah. they're all over, you know, that area too. Dan, like they just sell mad tickets that way. But as far as um, you know, I spoke to Dan, and um, you know, he trained with Nate, and and Dan has spoken about you know he's not. He hasn't gone anywhere. He's been training and training and training. He's had some injuries and uh, stuff like that. But he says he's, you know, always in shape. He's never gone away. It's just, you know, he, he COVID happened and, uh, you know, fights would fall through. He got married and all this other stuff. Um, my, you know, it's like a switch here because when Dan fought for the title, the CS title against Boynton, even though Boynton was the champion, Dan was they they were looking at Dan as the guy because Dan was fighting yeah. in his backyard, right in his backyard at that part. I point. I think it was, uh, what was it, Hartford or Connecticut? It was Connecticut at that time. It was Hartford, I think. Yeah. So they definitely wanted to push Dan there because he's selling millions of tickets. Now, right. it's three years later, and it looks like the tide has turned. Now they're high on Nate. Um, you know, Dan's coming in as this older guy. Uh, a, you know. Dan knows exactly why he's coming into this fight. Uh, they want Nate as their champion. He's a young dude. He's fought, God, what, six, five fights for them or so? Um, yeah. 
what, uh, four, four or five finishes out of that? He's got a finish in every one of their fights, except for with uh, the Tom fight. Yes. So, Which was probably the best fight of his career. Yeah, and the toughest, probably his toughest opponent. Yeah. Even though Tom uh, Pags is not a, a huge veteran, a ton of pro fights, the kid is a, you know, he's a prodigy in his own right there. So, um, yeah. but, you know, it's just funny to see the tide turn. Like, you know, Dan comes back and, but Dan could be that spoiler. Dan has never been finished in his pro career. Right. Uh, he's eight and five. He's going to decision mm-hmm. probably 90%. Well, you know, I think every fight, 100% of his fights, yeah, of his pro fights. Did I lose him again? <laughs> All right. Yeah, 100% of his pro fights, it's gone to the distance. Yes. Yeah. So, He's known for going to, to decision. He's known for going to decisions with tough dudes. Uh, that can be an issue for somebody who hasn't uh, seen as much time in the cage as somebody like Nate. That, there's something to be said for, what, he's got 13 pro fights and they've all gone to decision. What, two or three of them have been for titles? I know he fought our guy Jacob Bone for the title at Reality, um, and that went all five rounds. Like, he, Dubuque has been there, um, and he's always one of those guys that I like. I look for him to finish. I like, I like his striking. Um, he goes to the body a lot, which I feel like um, tends to finish guys a little bit quicker if you really work that body. Um, I don't know. It's it's such a it's a cool matchup, man, and I'm super excited for something like this. But I think if you if you look at it the way that CES really can't lose, they wanted they pushed Dubuque at one point. Now they got Grieb. I mean, yeah, you want Grieb's record to look as as perfect as possible, get him that regional title, and get him on the way to the UFC because that's where he's headed. But if your fallback plan was really your plan two and a half years ago. How how bad can it be for you? If, if Dubuque could be a great guy to hold the title there. He's a good dude, and uh, they've they've been pretty high on him in the past. So it's it's really a win win for CES, and a, a win win for for both of the fighters. Really, they're gonna get to test themselves. Exactly. So. And Dan, if he wins this fight, he'll have the title. He'll also be nine and five. He will have held the Cage Titans 155-pound title that he uh, relinquished. Um, And he's only 36. I mean, he's 36 years old. I mean, Bruce was, what, 38, 39 when he was defending this title or whatever like that. So, I mean, Dan has a lot of fight left in him if he wins this fight. So, like you said, it's a win-win situation for CES. I mean, they would probably rather have the younger guy that, you know, the UFC is probably going to pick up, put on the contender series or something like that. But you never know what happens to Dan Dubuque at 9-5 and five winning that CES featherweight title. Uh, he could get a late notice, call, uh, you know, a, a short notice fight. And he, one thing we know about Dan is he can take short notice fights because he's always in shape. And his last CES fight for that title, he fought, I think, four months later for that reality fight against Jacob Bone. Went five rounds. And a week later, he fought three-round fight against... Brendan Marat at Combat Zone. Yep. So that dude fought fucking eight rounds in, in, in a week and a half, two weeks. And that fight against Marat could have went either way. Yep, yep, absolutely. There's a lot of fights that Dan's gone to decision that could have gone either way. Um, I, I know it, it just it surprises me that he's so technically sound and he he strikes with the power, and just for some reason he hasn't been able to put somebody away. I'm looking for him to put someone away. 
Like, I want to see Dubuque finish somebody. Um, well, well, I what they... necessarily to be Garib? His last finish was against um, uh, G- uh, Jimmy, the tooth. Yeah, at Cage that, Titans yeah. for that 155-pound title. So um, he can do it. I mean, Dan's good everywhere. and Dan. But what Dan, uh, you know, also Dan puts himself in tough situations as far as on the ground and stuff. He gives up his back a lot, but he rolls out of it constantly. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to totally break down his game or both of these guys' game, but they both have fucking game. This is a great fight. Um, they've trained together uh, recently. Uh, you know, as 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 close as Nate's last fight. Um, yep. So they know each other. So um, it, it's going to be weird, a weird fight. You know, as far as the crowd and uh, you know the gyms know each other. It, it's 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 kind of strange. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna be a weird one to cover because not that I ever really openly root for one guy in a particular fight. Maybe I do when he's fighting an out of town guy. But this is one of those like. It's, it's flip a coin for me just as much as it is for the people showing up, the fringe fans that are showing up, the casual fans that are showing up on Friday night that don't know either of these two guys. It's, I, I, it, it's, it's weird. I, I want to see Nate succeed. I want him to make it to the UFC. But I don't hate Dan winning a belt. Well, one last thing about this fight before we move on to that other title and then a couple more fights um, you know, that we can cover and then we'll move on to the night or whatever. But... um. I think Lars, Lar, since he can't be here tonight, he blew us off for for reasons that uh, we can't talk about. Um, I think maybe tomorrow he should put up a, um, a survey or a vote uh, or who do you think, something like that, that they can vote on on, on something, maybe give a shirt away or uh, give something random away for people to tune in and vote. We can do it on Facebook. We can do it, I think, on a group page too. Uh, we'll figure it yeah. out, but we'll do, uh, you know, a vote on uh, who do you think is going to win that that matchup? Yeah, I mean, it's as, as pure of a New England MMA vote as you're going to get. Um, it, with the gyms knowing each other and those guys training together before, it's not like you're going to get a huge bias. I think it's a great fight to put out there and see what people think. All right, my man, let's move on to that next title fight with uh, Mitch Roposo coming back um, for that CES Flyweight World title. Uh, it's a no-brainer that Mitch should be challenging for that title. Um, yeah. The dude he's fighting has some not history with uh, with Mitch, but his training partner does have some history with Mitch on the Contender Series. Uh, let's talk a little bit about this matchup. And everyone knows about Mitch. Uh, let's get to his opponent a little bit. I know you know you don't know everything about everything, but. What do you know about this opponent coming in to uh, face Mitch for that uh, flyweight title? This guy I don't know a whole lot about. Um, he is is this is his second time at CES, is it not? He fought another flyweight match for them, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I I honestly don't know too much about this guy. Basically, uh, due to the fact that I thought there was going to be somebody else there challenging Mitch. Yes. Uh, <laughs> for the belt. Uh, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. Um, at this point, if the, uh, the ship has sailed on Blaine shut, um, then the ship has sailed on Blaine shut and Mitch deserves a shot at that title. Um, and he's getting one. I just think that there should be somebody else in that place to, to, to be able to do it. Um, it didn't line up that we've gone back and forth a couple times. 
Um, Blaine just happens to be on the shelf for the rest of the year. Um, we're not really <laughs> sure what the deal is with the title. Obviously, uh, we hope that if, if the cases were, were getting stripped, that uh, we'd at least get a shot at Mitch if, if he doesn't make it immediately to the UFC or, or, or something. But that just doesn't seem to be the case. You know, he straps that CES belt around his waist on Friday night, and there's no question that uh, he, he's back in the big time. So, I, I mean, I think it's just we're, we're at a crossroads here. Um, Blaine and Mitch may fight at some point in their career, but it's not going to be until Mitch has done marvelous things in the UFC. Yeah, and uh, Mitch coming back. Mitch was uh, supposed to fight, I think, the combat zone, their last card, yep. and uh, he came, He had an injury. I don't know what that injury. Do you know anything, uh, How he, what injury he had, how, the extent of it? Um. I don't know the extent of the injury for Mitch, but with such a young kid and, and such a uh, being so close to the UFC, I don't care if it was a hangnail. If I was the <laughs> manager, I'd take the night off. Yeah, and Mitch has never pulled out of fights. I mean, he's uh, on no. weight. He's he fights when uh, you know he's contracted the fight. So yep. um, the dude he's fighting is Israel Galvin. Yes. Um And I'm gonna look up if he, uh, you know where he. Where he fought like at that CES fight? Did he did he fight? Uh, oh yes, he did. He's a tough son. Yeah. Of, he's a tough tough dude. He yep. he beat uh, David DeRayo, who fought Mitch twice. Yeah. For the amateur title, uh, I do believe at Ammo or somewhere or I do I don't know if it was for two titles, but he fought Mitch twice because no one yep. else would Mitch uh, fight. Uh, that yep. that dude grinds. Uh, he yeah. he beat DeRayo at CES. We were at that show, yeah. or uh, at least if I remember correctly, he's he's a super heavy grappler. Um, he's not a very big guy. Um, I I think I remember thinking that uh, in the DeRayo fight that DeRayo wanted to to initiate grappling because he's kind of he's a BJJ guy, and I thought he was going to be um, rated rate control on the ground, and that just didn't seem to to happen. Um, from what I remember, heavy top pressure and uh, not a lot of room to move, not a lot of room to employ a game from your back uh, when the guy's all over you. Uh, from what I remember. Uh, well, Galvin, Gal Galvin also uh, he was uh, he was piecing up uh, Dureo a little bit on the feet too. He was catching him here and there. Yeah, um, but it's one of those. It, yeah, I was super impressed when he when he fought uh, David. Um, I, I mean, it's coming back to me now that, that, that we're mentioned mentioned in the fight. I can put myself in the situation, um, but like, it's gonna it's gonna be a, a good test for Mitch. Uh, he's he's got a decent looking record, so no one can come back at him and say he's fighting bums back on the local scene. That's perfect. Um, it's it it should be a, a Mitch Raposo coming out party though. Um, if he does, if he sticks to his game. Uh, does what he knows how to do. Uh, Mitch is great at picking people apart on the feet and to work into the grappling. He's pretty pretty smooth everywhere. Um, but when it gets to the mat, he's usually the guy with the heavy top pressure. He's not the guy receiving the heavy top pressure. And I think Mitch is going to be a bit, little bit bigger of a dude in this fight too. Um, not necessarily a height, but Mitch is, it, Mitch is yoked for a 125-pounder, and uh, I think that's going to pay dividends. Um, again... This is one of those those guys, and I don't know if this is CES's hand or the UFC's hand, but these two matchups are basically 
it should be considered almost a contender series because you know damn well Sean Shelby and the boys are sitting back and watching these two fights on Friday night thinking these are could possibly be our guys uh, very soon, and that's that's Kareeb and Mitch. Um, well, well but, to, you know, to, to, I'm I, sorry. To give you a little uh, about this, Galvin, he's got four fights in a, four wins in a row, three finishes in them, uh, four wins, and the last three fights have all been finishes. Um... He's a uh, he's a good fight. I mean, if uh, like you said, if Mitch wins this fight, which you know he should, uh, because Mitch is just a fucking uh, you know, we know what he's capable of. Mitch is going to be a champion. Absolutely. He's going to be a champion someday. Um, yeah. This kid is this tough. One of his toughest opponents right here. Uh, for, yeah, and go ahead. That's what he needs. That's what he needs. I mean. He fought tough guys on The Ultimate Fighter. He's fought tough guys out in Vegas. He's You can't reestablish a, a resume as a young kid like that with just with bums. He's got to be fighting the best guys they can get in there because he's headed to the best guys. Whether, whether he beats an 0-2 guy or he beats a 7-5 guy, he's on the cusp right now. You strap that belt around his waist and he's going to be fighting guys that are, what, 18 and 6 like he's going to be fighting top competition when it comes to the UFC and that's what I feel like we really need to establish in in New England is getting these guys the fights that they need to showcase their skills while also testing themselves and to allow them to not only get to the UFC but succeed in the UFC and 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 have some staying power. I like I liked taking tough fights as a young kid. He's are it's he's not undefeated anymore. He doesn't have to keep that unblemished record alive. Uh, the UFC see is seeing what he's capable of. Now just go out there and get some quality wins and show what what you what is going to make a, a future champion really. Dude, if uh, I mean you look at topology, they have a lot of mistakes. They you know there this isn't like live people doing this and you know button heads and shit like that. Um, but they have um, this guy is ranked uh, you know way higher than Mitch in the United States. Yeah. Um, of course, Mitch is number one in New England. Uh, this guy is like number one in five, uh, number number five in Nebraska. Um, I don't. Uh, what do we got here? Um, they got Tapology has Mitch winning ninety five percent. Yeah. So I mean, even if they're a computer based fucking uh, you know site, that's still a whopping a whopping uh, you know significant difference there. So um, you know maybe. I have no idea. It could be just like, how do you break down a fight like this? You know what I mean? Oh, it's I, like, I don't think we're missing anything here. I, I mean, I think this kid is going to be a test for Mitch. There's no question about it. And I would say this fight is much more of a 70, 30 than yeah. a 95, five. Yeah. But, uh, um, you got Mitch who grew up, like, CES groomed him into the person he was when he went to the Ultimate Fighter. CES is grooming him now to be a UFC fighter. Uh, so when, so I think a lot of that topology stuff is just done by fan vote. When you see this is CES's guy and he's fighting another guy, he's going to get a lot of the votes. Um, but, I mean, he, he's, supposed, he's supposed to win this fight. If, if, every, if the... Stars all aligned Friday night. Mitchell walk out of there with a belt and uh, a call from Dana White. But th this other this kid is capable of 
capitalizing on mistakes. He's he's a veteran, and um, Mitch has to be on his A game because he's going to have to be on his A game until he returns to the regional scene. Um, that's just what it needs to happen. Well, my friend, uh, they're both uh, four and one in their last five. Um, Mitch's only loss comes against Jake Haley, who is highly, you know, a big prospect coming out of what? Uh, England, uh, uh, where? Yeah, I think he was the Cage Warriors champion yeah. or something like that. Uh, he came, uh, he came, he came, he came in and Mitch had a great first round against that kid. I must say, I mean, yep. Mitch, Mitch yep. was, Mitch won that first round and the kid just yep. came I'm out in the second round and, uh, you know. I think it was a late notice opponent for Mitch or something, you know, didn't they, I can't remember, but um, Mitch showed he has, you know, he could fucking take on some of them tough motherfuckers. So um, I can't wait for this fight. I mean, two fast lightning 125ers. Mitch has power. Um, he, like you said, he's going to be the bigger guy. Mitch has fought at 135. I mean, he can go yep. up and down. Um, you know, that strap at 125 is going to send him. I mean, he takes this kid out, um, on fight pass. I mean, he's going, he's one of Tyson's guys. He fights with Rob yeah. Font. He fights with, uh, you know, Tyson and, uh, Calvin. Forget it. He's going. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. Um, a finish would be a cherry on the top of the Sunday, but I think that's just the way this one's the trajectory goes. This is where he's supposed to be. This is kind of the kind of competition he's supposed to be able to beat. And the rest is up to him and his camp to, to make sure he's uh, crossed the T's and dotted the I's and ready to get in there and fuck some shit up. Well, my man, um, you know, go a few more minutes. Let's talk about two or three more matchups. We'll just fly through them. But um, I think it might be his first time fighting. Ali Zebian, is this his first time fighting for CES or has he fought for them before? Uh, yeah, we haven't had him fight for him before. Um, but he's at that point in his career where people are starting to take notice as well. Um, he fought for P he fought for the PFL Challenger Series uh, earlier this year um, and you know looked really good. Took home a unanimous decision, um, but suffered an injury, um, as some of us know. Um, he could very well be on the PFL roster right now if he hadn't injured himself in that fight. He, it was a great fight. Uh, it showed a lot of heart. Uh, but now we get to come back home. Um, Springfield is Allie's territory um, out there in western Massachusetts. Um, he gets to come in and, and show what he's capable of against a, t a tough veteran. Sam Watford is no joke. Uh, he actually has been in the cage before with Sam um, because they were both part of the Premier FC lightweight tournament, which Ali won a couple years ago. So they've tested each other in there. Uh, Sam's confident that he has what it takes to figure out Ali. But uh, every time Ali fights, every time he puts the gloves on, he impresses me a little bit more. Um We've always wondered, you know, where where does this kid fall as far as, you know, is he a regional champion? Is he, is he a contender in the UFC? Anywhere in between. Um, and this kid continues to knock down barriers. The, the only tough part about managing this kid is he wants to fight 
every weekend. <laughs> and uh, he's at the he's at the point in his career where you know he just he's just coming off an injury. Uh, he was chomping at the bit to get back in. Um, he, he's at the point in his career where we got to take some smart fights because he's he, he's got the potential of making it uh, to the next level. Uh, it just hasn't quite notched that yet. I mean. Uh, it, sky, sky's the limit for this kid. I really, I really have to say it. He's a, he's an undersized, but what he, he makes up for it in grit. He's just, he's in there, to, to go out on a shield or take somebody with him. And uh, I love the fact that I'm, I'm a metalhead, so he comes out to some pretty harsh metal music, which gets me going too. So I can't wait for his walkout on Friday. Well, one thing about that metal music is Ali is a, an accomplished drummer. A yep. hardcore drummer, a very, very good drummer at, uh, you know, that, that fucking blast beats and all that other shit. He's, uh, mm -hmm. and, uh, he fights just like he drums, man. He's, uh, aggressive, trying to pick you up and slam you and just yep. take the wind out of you for, uh, as long as it takes. I mean, he out, he outlasts, uh, you know, the opponent. Um, yep. he's, a he, a good dude, um, kind of under the radar, because uh, he, he has not fought for the... I mean, he was stuck in Premier for a little while. Yeah. Uh, not the best promotion to promote you and, and carry you to the next stage. Fought for Bellator a couple of times. I think he has... Yeah. He might be 1-1, 2-1 and, uh, one and, one, two and one there. His only loss there, I think, is against Matt Probin, which was a split decision loss. That could have been either way. A fight that yeah. Ali still believes he won that fight. Ali has fought for... Um, um, LFA on short notice against a UFC fighter that he took into deep waters and took everything out of that guy to not mm -hmm. be to not be embarrassed and lose a fight against a dude just coming in on late notice. Ali is a motherfucking gamer. Fought Peter Barrett, Cage Titans in a war, beat him, and now he's going to CES where Fight Pass is going to actually be able to see what this kid has. A grinding, grinding, un, um, unstoppable, uh, you know, gas tank, and he just keeps coming, man. Just keeps yeah. coming at you. Yeah, I mean, if there's a if there's a canvas, Ali Zebian's gonna try to beat you into it. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. Um, it, it's just one of those things. It's it's gas pedal and uh, keep up with me. And if you can't, he's gonna put you away. Uh, I love that about him. He's not afraid to, to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anyone. This kid he fought for PFL, uh, Blackie, I think his name was, Australian dude with a perfect record. And uh, Ali just, you know, big brothered him, really. Um, and that, that's I, what I love to see. Can I say one thing about that fight? Ali's a 155-er. He fought that fight at 145, and he hated it going down to 140. He said he will never go to 145. So he wasn't fighting at his best weight. It was a, a potential for him to get into PFL. So it was a, a sacrifice cutting weight to get to 145 to fight on that card. But he yep. doesn't want to fight at 145. So not only was he fighting 10 pounds lower, killing himself to make weight, he had an injury in that fight, and he still came away with a decision uh, at the end of the bout. So that kid, man, you gotta you gotta stick a dagger dagger in him to, to beat him. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know how uh, how public or familiar anyone was was with the injury, but he had a, a broken jaw. He had his jaw fixed while he was down there in Florida, and uh, I mean, we got 
the okay for him to start training just before this bout came across our desk for CES, and he was he's he wants it. They're like uh, Ali, uh, <laughs> you can't put him through anything that he's not going to come out the other side swinging. Uh, that's just that's what we've grown to love with him, and we want to get him all the opportunity we can. We just want to make sure the moves are smart, and uh, he's headed in the right direction. Excellent. Uh, a couple more fights, and let's get the hell out of here. Uh, I got to mention Kenny Champion. Yep. Uh, what's he, 43, 44 now, uh, going to fight back at CES. He's going to have a ton of friggin' people there. He is a yep. underdog FAA guy, uh, Dan Dubuque friend. He's also a Nate friend. I mean, you know, yep. they're all training together here. So, um, you know, Kenny Champion going back in there, you know, kudos to a, you know, 43, 44-year-old guy there. Uh, making it happen. And, uh, you know, Kenny talks about how he got a late start in the MMA. Uh, you know, probably got started around 30, 33 or 34 when he started really training MMA. Wow. And here he is at 43 fighting for fucking CES. He's fought for Bellator, fought Cody Law. I do believe yeah. that Bellator uh, got finished, mm -hmm. took three rounds to finish him, I do believe. Kenny yeah. Champion is a gamer and he's a true champion to all the people that follow him and uh he inspires a good dude man yeah I, I had a conversation on the phone when i first started getting to the management gig uh with kenny champion and it wasn't about managing him it was just some questions he wanted to bounce off me and uh gained a lot of respect for that man in about an hour conversation that i had with him on the phone he's as real as they get and uh he he kept telling me he's like i might my age might say one thing but i've got the body of a 25 year old and i'm gonna ride it out and there's no question the dude's chiseled, the dude is uh, is in shape, and yeah, to, to take three rounds from Cody Law, I don't even know if anyone's done that since then. Like, the kid's crazy good. Um, so, yeah, I'm happy to see Kenny back. Uh, it's, it's nice to see him at CES and not uh, in, in one of the Western Mass promotions that uh, aren't really going to be able to showcase his skills on more of a national level. He's a good dude. No one's going to believe this kid's 43, 44 years old uh, when he gets in the, the cage and starts throwing it around. Uh, he's very talented. Uh, he puts a lot of effort into this, and he is a class act all around. Kenny's, Kenny's one of my favorite dudes to talk to and just keep up with on social media and things because he's got a positive vibe. And and I, I just mentioned this today at work to a bunch of my peers. I, I no longer – I have lived my life to the point where I don't – have time for negativity and there's never anything negative coming from that man so uh mr mine 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 i'll be rooting for you on friday night <laughs> excellent man shout out to kenny champion man uh a couple more uh we have uh harris bonfiglio uh, i've been yep. killing it in the cage for ces he he's one of their big prospects he flies under the radio radar he's not a big social media guy gets it done he's coming off a huge matchup uh, a beating of richie santiago Richie yeah. had been on a, a huge slump as far as wins, but Richie is still one of those danger, dangerous opponents uh, that, you know, at one point was uh, a number one, number two flyweight, bantamweight in New England. And um, yeah. he went in there and finished him pretty quick. Uh, but, you know, I would have thought Harris might have jumped up in competition going into this. Uh, you know, this is a fight that I expect as a late-notice opponent coming in. Um, yeah, and I, I hadn't heard that Harris was on the card for the longest time. So, me, like, maybe he was lined up somewhere else and it didn't work. Maybe 
I, I don't know. I just no, this they, they, this has been matched up for at least three weeks to a month. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's not it's not where I want to see him. Um, you don't go from Santiago to somebody without a win. Um, well, actually, he has one win against oh, uh, yes. yeah, against uh, a fl- a fluke win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he, either hey, way, um, l- listen, it's, it's just not the fight I, I would put him in. He's he's at a much higher level. Um, there's got to be somebody that that can challenge him. This is the the frustration I have with people showing up to the UFC and not getting the real challenges that they need to. Yeah, Santiago was a huge challenge. Um, I'm a, as big a fan of Richie as as you could imagine um, through his whole run in CES and stuff like that, and that's a big win for him. And just it's not much of a follow up in my opinion. Uh, we we need another big win because he is on his way also to to fight some tough dudes when he makes it, uh, you know, to the next level. It's, I mean, it's a, it's, it's, it's I I can't see anything happening on Friday night that doesn't allow Harris to come out with his hand raised. Yeah, um, he's taking on Cody Murray. Uh, Cody has a win. Cody, a win against uh, Miguel Cuevas. Miguel was, uh, what? Uh, I don't even know Miguel's record at that point. Was, was oh, it that like, was his pro debut. Oh, it was his that pro was debut. Pro All right. Uh, yep. You know, Miguel made a mistake. Cody got him a quick arm triangle, I do believe. And uh, it was good night. It was within like 35 yeah. fucking fucking seconds. Um, you know... I love Harris. I think he's an incredible fighter. Um, I'm not not. I, I mean, dude, if you're gonna get a fight in your life, it's all about wins. I mean, he's close to getting that contender shot. He's under uh, top uh, top game management now, so yeah. it's at at this point, it's about he he's kind of. Um, I mean, I would imagine they're thinking that fight against Richie, and that he's been finishing people left and right, Harris. That. You know, maybe you know, maybe a, one more fight to get him to the UFC, and they didn't want to make it his tough of toughest opponent. You know, to date, I get it. As as a management side and getting him to, I get it. But as a New England fan and want to see like a matchup and want to see this kid like, you know, challenge himself. Um, it's not a matchup. I you know I'm excited about. Yeah, I'm not taking anything away from Cody Murray. Cody Murray. Uh does a little bit of everything and he's he's very uh vocal on social media about it he's uh done the bare knuckle thing he's done the pro uh wrestling thing he's done the mma thing uh it's just one of those things where harris is a pro mma fighter uh this guy has, has dabbled in a little bit of everything i just i i want those guys that are focusing on becoming the next level people to be fighting guys that are strictly mma fighters that are going to be challenging these guys. It's just, um, no disrespect to Cody. It's just, it's one of those things where, uh, you know, too many disciplines don't necessarily mean you're disciplined. Uh, so I, I don't know it. I like Cody. I think he's a good guy. He's uh, probably going to sell a bunch of tickets because it is in Western Mass, and he's from uh, he's from Vermont, so uh, it won't be that big of a trip for his fans to come out and watch. Um, a shellacking. Yeah, I was just hoping, I was just hoping <laughs> for a little more. Uh, well, let's uh, move on to our last one here. Um, we did have uh, a fight. I believe has fallen through because I've seen the opponent has a fight in October for Combat yep. FC. Uh, the the Dissonal and uh, Chris Moutinho fight, I believe, is off uh, off because 
Dissonal is uh, already on posters for a fight next month. So yeah. I have to say one thing before we move on. Uh, it can't be Dissonal that pulled out because unless he said, screw you, CES, I don't want to fight for you for no reason. Let me fight for these guys. Uh, but Dissonal has a fight, has fallen through, I think, Every month for the past like five months, he was fight, supposed to fight Joe Penafiel for the yep. Cage Titans 135 pound title. Then he was supposed to fight in New York or somewhere over there for something that fell through. Yep. He came to CES. He's going to fight Chris Motino. Great matchup. You're like, oh, this fight's going to go on. Like, no one like pulls out. Like, this is a fight that's yep. going to happen. All of a sudden, I see Dissonal on a poster for, you know, Combat FC and then. Motino, I see no act activity on his Facebook or anything about fights. That fight is no longer on Tapology. Yeah. Um. So all I want to say is that fight is scrapped, and we, for reasons we do not know. So we, you want to say anything about it? We're moving on, or like that's. Uh, yeah. I just, just quickly, it's, it's obviously something has caused Chris to pull out. I would imagine it wouldn't be anything shy of an injury at this point in his career. He's a professional. Um. But yeah, so Combat FC was quick to to sign Dissonel. Uh He he like you said, he's had some tough luck recently. Um, the kid's really gritty, really really good. Um, and I think he's like five and five in, in that area. His record doesn't show nearly how uh, talented he is. Um, I thought he was going to challenge Joe uh, the party for that title at, at Cage Titans. I thought that was a tough fight for Joe. Um, I thought this was a tough, gritty opponent for, for Mutino, um, and I was really excited for that fight because I thought that was going to be a war. Both of those guys are, are super gritty, super tough, and that was going to be a fun fight. But uh, So now uh, Chris is lining up at Combat FC2 against Rico DeShulo. Um, so that should be another great fight. Um, I'm happy uh, to see Rico stepping it up in competition um, on the local level and Dissonel is one of those guys. It's going to be a fight pass thing. Huge fight. This could be the next opportunity for Rico. All right, Guy. Uh, last fight that we're going to talk about. The, the pride of Springfield. The jungle. The jungle yep. is going to be in the house. Fighting for CES on fight pass. The crowd is going to go nuts. Cat. A cat. I see that. It's a fucking cat's in my mind. <laughs> Pat. I don't know if he's it. Yeah, he's still there. Pat the Gorilla Ninja Casey will be fighting in Springfield. Uh, let's talk a little bit about it. He's got a late notice opponent, a tougher opponent in my book. Um, yeah, I agree. You know, even though he's on a you know a little losing streak, uh, his opponent's tough. Uh, more, more, a lot more. Um, you know, cage time than the other opponent had, and you know. Pat didn't have enough to, uh, as much time to train for this. So let's talk about it. Still at welterweight. Uh, you know, talking to Pat, Pat said, I, I signed a contract for welterweight, and that's what I'm sticking to. This guy needs to make weight. Talk yeah. about this fight. Travis, what do you know about um, Pat's opponent? Um, you'll have to refresh my memory on his name. Amon Takeshi. I got it right here. Wait a minute. Pat, I got Pat's Casey's notes right here for my interview with him. So, Perfect. Albert Tavoisian. Tavoisian. That's how, yeah. Albert Tavoisian. So he fought the, Justin Sumter, yes. if uh, I'm not mistaken. Um, and beat Justin Sumter. No, he looked. He in the first round. Yes. Naked choke. Uh, yeah, uh, other way around. Um, but... 
he's he's fought at, at, at heavier weights, uh, but Pat's fought at heavier weights. Um, th- this is this is really tough for me because Pat hasn't had a whole lot of guys step up on the regional scene. We've had to take him to Bellator to get him some actual real uh, gritty challenges, uh, and we did that. He. He uh, lost a split decision to Daniel Madrid at Bellator. This kid is is capable of hanging hanging around with anyone. So we weren't really scared of a different opponent coming in. When we signed with Daniel Madrid. I think he was twenty and six, um, somewhere in in that area. So it it wasn't about it, it. Right now, this is Pat Casey doesn't care if he's fighting a, a tank on Friday <laughs> night. He's fighting in his backyard. He's gonna have three hundred people in the stands cheering his name. I mean, the the guy can be as tough as he wants, but when Springfield comes out and uh, represents, when the jungle's in the building, there's going to be a little bit of different feeling. Uh, Pat's going to throw everything a little bit uh, harder, and uh, I'm excited for this fight. Pat should be in these positions. Pat um, has been in these positions in the past. This is nothing. This is no opponent that um, Pat hasn't seen a level to in, in his his career. Um, these are the kind of guys he should be beating. He's had not. He's got nine wins. His opponent's got seven wins. I mean, it's a, it's a close matchup. Something you're looking for in a, in a good quality fight. Pat's gonna sell some tickets. Uh, this is this is a great fight for CS. I feel like it could be even higher on the card given the the um, given the status of these two guys. Uh, it, it's a good fight. Um, I think Pat finds a way to finish him. Um, it could be a total homer on this one. Uh, Pat's just a tough dude. Uh, he doesn't really get submitted unless I mean he really doesn't get finished unless it's a huge mistake on his part. He's not one of the he gets a little overzealous at times and 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 finds himself in some weird positions. But it's usually Pat doing the ass kick and not Pat Pat getting his ass kicked, and that's what I'm looking for a little bit more ass kicking. Definitely. Uh, this dude's coming in seven and three. I think he's on a three fight uh, losing streak. But I mean, like you said, Justin something was in there. And it was at 185. This guy is going to be dropping down. And, you know, it's not an easy cut for Pat either. He likes to bulk up. He likes, you know, he likes to be that guy on the beach. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. But pr- Pat's a true professional. He's cut all the way to down to 155 when he's need to. So 170, right. he's going to get there. As far as this guy coming in, I'm a little nervous. He might show up on the scale a little heavy, but that's a little more money in Pat's pocket. It yeah. doesn't matter anyway because I know fight night, Pat's going to be a fucking tank when he puts that weight and water back in his system uh, to, to bulk up for that fight night. Yeah, man. He only buys those silk shirts in one size. And he's got to fill them up on fight night. So. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. Well, uh, last thing, Lars, we're going to be, uh, Lars, Travis, we're going to be there. Um, man, how excited are you to get there and be in Springfield? I don't know if I've been to a, I mean, has CES been to this before? Like, what, uh, you know, who was on the card the last time they fought in Springfield? I, I can't remember. I've been to the Springfield, this this uh, venue, probably two or three times now. Um it's a it's a good venue. I I'm not a big fan of untiered seating, but they seem to uh to do it well enough that it, it works. Uh, a couple screens around usually, so you can uh, you're not missing any of the action. Um, I'm excited, man, just to be back at CES. Uh, I've missed a couple cards for them. Um, I don't even remember the last one I was, had the opportunity to cover for those guys. And I mean, 
Jimmy always treats me, you know, with, with open arms, invites me with open arms. Um, I really, I like the promotion. Um, it's, it's fun. That's where I started out, started writing at CES 39. That was my first event covered, you know, just as well as I do. But I, there was a while there where I was almost exclusively covering CES. So there's always a little nostalgia value when you're back there, fight passes rolling and stuff like that. I'm always super excited to be in the building for that. Excellent. Yeah, uh, you guys were covering Combat FC, and Tommy and I went and covered CES. Um, that that the the last card was it the last card of Twin Rivers? Yeah, I do believe it was the last card of Twin yeah. Rivers. Yeah. So um, yeah, man, we're we're covering all all the corners of New England here with uh, you know, New England MMA. Well, Travis, we've been going about an hour, man. Um, I need to go to the bar, get a beer, um, maybe sing some karaoke. Anything, yeah. uh, um, I mean, we're going to be hooking up Friday. Um, anything you, last you want to leave off on uh, as far as, you know, the podcast, anything we covered? Uh, yeah, I just want to quickly let people know that we're, we haven't forgotten about NEF happening this weekend. Um, NEF will be up in Bangor, which is a trip for anyone, um, you know, in, in my, even in my area. And uh, they're going to be uh, having their show up there in Bangor, uh, a nice-looking fight card. And we're lucky enough to have Jeff Combat Cowboy going up there to do some live play-by-play um, and possibly do some interviews and stuff like that. I know I already talked to Matt Denning about meeting up with him uh, and trying to, to to maybe lasso a, a dummy or something after he gets in there. Uh, but but whatever it is, I'm, I'm happy that we're able to reach out to different corners of New England. Um, Jeff's really providing us the opportunity to do this. You know, he's come to a couple cards with us, um, and I think he's he's capable, fully capable of keeping our fans in touch with what's going on, even if we're not there. So uh, get excited about Jeff on Friday night just as much as you're looking at my play-by-play for CES. I hope you're looking at Jeff's and uh, supporting him and uh, supporting NEF up there in Maine, too. Excellent, man. Uh, New England MMA is killing it, man. Um, yeah. And we're going to keep doing it, bro. We're growing. We're adding. And, uh, you know, you guys doing these interviews and getting that stuff going, man, that's going to be so, so beneficial to the fighters, to the promotions, and to uh, the page itself, man. So uh, good job, bro. Um, I'll see. I'll be seeing you Friday, man. Well, we'll be talking tomorrow about weigh-ins and stuff and what's going yeah. on but uh yeah and we'll hook up we'll figure out what time you guys are going to be getting there and uh we'll hook up have a have a sandwich or something and uh come up with a game plan about how we're gonna fucking kill the media side of ces 70 on friday night my man yeah man absolutely i can't wait it's always it's always fight week's always one of those weeks that i feel like everything at work is super hectic but when i get out of work on thursday night if the fight's on friday or friday night when the fight's on saturday it's like i can finally leave a little bit of my day-to-day which i love um but i finally just get to explore my passion and and i when i'm there obviously i'm, I'm still a fan of the sport i might be covering it for uh, for our media outlet but i just love being there and uh, i'm excited Excellent, man. Well, my man, uh, you guys want to say bye to bye to bye. each other, even though you yeah. guys, didn't, you Tommy guys, like four and a half words. Yeah, but yeah, it's tough when you get us in the in the same room together. Yeah, yeah. he's he's been controlling the feed. He's right. been he, I'm you know, he's hooked up on it. I'm the co-host. You guys are the ones. I let you guys take the reins. I nod my head. You know, I'll try to wake myself up. 
yourself up. Uh, we, will, we will give a shout out to Jared Kelly though, because he uh, he hit us up on the chat. So what up, Jared? That's our guy, yeah, man. Jared. Jared. If you have any complaints about what we're doing? <laughs> obviously, we always tell you inbox Jared Kelly. That's <laughs> it. That's that's our complaint department right there, my man. <laughs> hey, so with that said, uh, Travis, man, congratulations on getting uh, the interview things going. Um, the is it the writer and the fighter or the fighter and the writer? The fighter and the writer. I just feel like that's what it, what's always flo- the way it's flowed off my tongue. Um, so that's just what we went with, uh, and it's going to be like I said again, a, a part of portion of what we have planned uh keep your eye out for the future we we have some big stuff and uh we're just gonna hit the ground running with this one and we got more to come behind it awesome uh with that said follow us at new england mma.org new england new england mma on facebook new england mixed martial arts on instagram and new england mma on twitter we are everyone google us it'll get you to where you need to be with that said Travis Lazat, don't go anywhere. We're going to talk to you and, uh, you know, uh, recap whatever we had to say. With that said, Tommy Shayhood, man, thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Wednesday. We'll be recapping whatever went on this weekend with all this shit going on. Um, With that said, if you would like to be a guest on the Room Podcast on a Wednesday night, you'd like to come down live. We are in Johnston, Rhode Island. Come on down. We have a couple of seats to put you in. If not, message me on Facebook. Um, and I can get you on the show as a recorded interview, um, and, uh, you know, support you, get you out there. With that said, we out of here.